everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today we are looking at Isaiah 64 to 66, and the good news is we have finally completed our journey through Isaiah. Uh, It's been a bit of time. We've covered quite a bit of text, and today we are finishing out the book. So that's at least kind of exciting. So unfortunately, uh, this is the second time we have recorded this episode because we recorded this earlier today and somehow it disappeared. So the sound engineer, who's also me, uh, apparently made a mistake and can't find the file. So here we are uh, late at night trying to re-talk about Isaiah 64 to 66, and Jenny is thrilled. No, not really. <laughs> very. So these chapters, like we were talking about before, are very similar to other chapters we've read in Isaiah, where it's talking about like this judgment that is coming on the Israel or on the Israelite people, what they're going to experience, and um, some things that did stick out to me were how Isaiah calls out some of the things that they are going to be judged for, which are many things, but specifically in 6511, it talks about how they have forsaken the Lord, they forgot his holy mountain, and they set a table for fortune and filled mix, or excuse me, filled cups of mixed wine for destiny. And when it's talking about fortune and destiny, it has both words with an uppercase letter at the beginning of words, like calling them out um, by name as like a proper noun, which is interesting. Um, which to me makes it seem like these are actual things that were like real areas of temptation and I guess sin that were very prevalent. So I noticed that right away. Um, that can be something that we also fall into ourselves. How often do we look for um, fame and fortune within our own lives, wanting the best and the biggest things for ourselves, for our homes, for mm. our cars, whatever. And then also for destiny, I just, I assume this was talking more about like our own pursuits of things that we want to do in our own lives. And how true is that of us today? Things that we can also be tempted with um, doing what we want and what we think is best for our own lives, which apparently was a real problem for them as well. Uh, I'm looking here at the notes that we have on chapter 65, verse 11. They they are, the, you are pointing this out. These are referring to actual um, proper names of actual events. So these are ritual sacrifices to pagan gods of luck and fate. There you go. Um, so it's not just, it's not really just like a vague descriptor. It is actually calling out the specific rituals they were doing. And it is definitely, I agree with you. It's interesting that they are very similar to things that people continue to want to know about or want to pursue. When you uh, think about specific sins, like, like as depending on how deep you allow yourself to go with certain sins, like it becomes almost like a demonic thing. Like there are definitely, evil things at work, evil spirits at work. Um, and I think calling them out by name like that is definitely appropriate if it was such a problem that God needed yeah. to exile these people. So there is like there the the judgment that we have been tracking with in Isaiah is definitely present here. Um, in wrapping up the book, um, remember this is this is kind of a pretext. This is what people are reading before the exile even happens. And so you're seeing what they're being judged for. But then people in the original audience, 
um, they would have been really stretched to understand what Isaiah was talking about or see what Isaiah was talking about. And there is some pretty incredible things that he is describing, such as this new heaven and new earth. In chapter 65, verse 17, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. There's this idea of an incredible new Jerusalem that is coming. And that is a prophecy that's like, fulfilled in their future, but also fulfilled in our future. So there would be a time coming where they were carried into exile far away from Jerusalem, but then people would return to a new Jerusalem. Like this empty, desolate place would be restored, and there would be a new temple, and there would be a new people that are called by God's name. But we also look forward to a time where Jesus will return. We believe this will actually happen. And he will rule and reign in a new kingdom, a new heaven and a new earth. And even when Isaiah goes on to describe what that will be like, he's talking about um, old men that don't regret the way they spent their lives. He's talking about uh, young babies that don't die as young babies. Uh, One of the things that he adds is that people who have lived sinful lives will certainly be judged for their sinful lives. And this new heaven and new earth is basically like a place where we rejoice and worship God together and live obedient to him. So it would have struck the original audience uh, as kind of like a wildly different way of life than what they were living. And I think at many times today, there is still hope in these passages because it reminds us of a time that is coming uh, that is very much not like the way we live today. And then in 66 verse 17, you had mentioned a little bit of that new new heaven kind of situation the day on the day of of glory of the lord yeah this is another thing that would have caught the people really off guard and would have really surprised them um kind of this new people that will arise uh for i know the works of their thoughts and the time is coming to gather all nations and all tongues and they shall come and see my glory and i will set a sign among them and from them i will send survivors to the nations from tarshish pool lud uh from tubal and javan to the coastlands far away that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory and they shall declare my glory among the nations. So you get this idea of a people from all over the world of every tribe and tongue and nation and kingdom worshiping God and being obedient to his law. Uh, This is another thing that would have struck them as very odd um, because in their time, even the Israelites (laughs) who were supposed to be obedient to God were not. And so to imagine a people Uh, from all over the world, worshiping God would have been pretty incredible to think of. And and even still today, it's pretty incredible to think of. If you actually visualize um, people of all nations and tribes and tongues, it feels like today, um, at least in our immediate context, we're really not getting along with several nations. And kind of what, um, what eats up all the time on the news is all these different nations that we're in conflict with or we don't agree with. And so it is really interesting to imagine uh, Christ's church united in worship of God, every tribe, every tongue, every kingdom. Uh, It's pretty cool to think about. And we do look forward to a time where this will be true. Then it also, for that same verse, talks about the same thing in Revelation uh, chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. So that verse that Ryan just read from 6618 is further fleshed out in Revelation. So it's interesting how like this apocalyptic literature um, 
at the end of the Bible is referencing back to things that are said in Isaiah. So in uh, Revelation 7, 9 says, After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes of peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, crying out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Uh, So it's really interesting because this call out from Isaiah that we're seeing in chapter 66 here at the end of Isaiah is a reference to something else that we hear about in Revelation. So it's another just faith affirming moment for me when often I think about the Old Testament. I think of a lot of really old people, a lot of really old stories that don't necessarily have to do a whole lot with my own life. But this is like super specific because it is like it's this is a message being sent to the Israelites during those Old Testament times. But Isaiah is like literally calling us out as believers today. Like he is prophesying about us, not even like right here, right now, but also in the future. So it's really cool that like we also play a part in the Old Testament in a really roundabout, but very pointed way, I guess, at the same time. So it's really cool to see how we are being prophesied about in Isaiah. We are like a part of what is going on in the New Testament as well um, with the church and how Paul describes it and how we have like responsibilities as the body to work together um, and to build the church together. So it's really, again, just a cool perspective to see how we are as believers today are present in basically all testaments of the Bible. And um, it's just really neat. So I guess today as you ponder and think about that, just recognize your part in God's entire plan from beginning to end and um, just thank him for his sovereignty and the fact that he is allowing us to be a part of that. So thanks for joining us in Isaiah today. We were totally done with this book and we'll be back into Kings tomorrow. See you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Isaiah chapter 64. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence. As when fire kindles brushwood and fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, and that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things that we did not look for, and came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From of old no one has heard or perceived by the ear. No eye has seen a God besides you, who acts for those who wait for him. You meet him who joyfully works righteousness, those who remember you in your ways. Behold, You were angry, and we sinned. In our sins we have been a long time, and shall we be saved? We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name, who rouses himself to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us, and have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Be not so terribly angry, O Lord, and remember not iniquity forever. Behold, please look, we are all your people. Your holy cities have become a wilderness. Zion has become a wilderness. 
Jerusalem a desolation. Our holy and beautiful house, where our fathers praised you, has been burned by fire, and all our pleasant places have become ruins. Will you restrain yourself at these things, O Lord? Will you keep silent and afflict us so terribly? Chapter 65 I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, Here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices. A people who provoke me to my face continually, sacrificing in gardens and making offerings on bricks, who sit in tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat pig's flesh and broth of tainted meat is in their vessels, who say, Keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. These are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will indeed repay into their lap both your iniquities and your father's iniquities together, says the Lord. Because they made offerings on the mountains and insulted me on the hills, I will measure into their lap payment for their former deeds. Thus says the Lord, As the new wine is found in the cluster, and they say, Do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it, so I will do for my servants' sake, and not destroy them all. I will bring forth offspring from Jacob and from Judah, possessors of my mountains. My chosen shall possess it, and my servants shall dwell there. Sharon will become a pasture for flocks, and the valley of Achor a place for the herds to lie down. For my people who have sought me, but you who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who set a table for fortune and fill cups of mixed wine for destiny, I will destroy you to the sword, and all of you shall bow down to slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not listen. But you did what was evil in my eyes and chose what I did not delight in. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, my servants shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but you shall be put to shame. Behold, my servants shall sing for gladness of heart, but you shall cry out for pain of heart and shall wail for breaking of spirit. You shall leave your name to my chosen for a curse, and the Lord God will put you to death, but his servants he will call by another name, so that he who blesses himself in the land shall bless himself by the God of truth, and he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth, because the former troubles are forgotten and are hidden from my eyes. For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy, and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in the sound of weeping, and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young men shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed." They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be. And my chosen shall long enjoy the works of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. 
They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Chapter 66 Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me, and what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. He who slaughters an ox is like one who kills a man. He who sacrifices a lamb like one who breaks a dog's neck. He who presents a grain offering like one who offers a pig's blood. He who makes a memorial offering of frankincense like one who blesses an idol. These have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations. I will choose harsh treatment for them and bring their fears upon them, because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they did not listen. But they did what was evil in my eyes and chose that in which I did not delight. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word. Your brothers who hate you and cast you out for my name's sake have said, Let the Lord be glorified, that we may see your joy. But it is they who shall be put to shame. The sound of an uproar from the city, a sound from the temple, the sound of the Lord rendering recompense to his enemies. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came upon her, she delivered a son. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I, who caused to bring forth, shut the womb, says your God? Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her in joy, all you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse, and you shall be carried upon her hip, and bounced upon her knees. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like the grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants, and he shall show his indignation against his enemies. For behold, the Lord will come in fire, and his chariots like the whirlwind, to render his anger and fury, and rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire will the Lord enter into judgment, and by sword with all flesh, and those slain by the Lord shall be many. Those who sanctify and purify themselves to go into the gardens, following one in the midst, eating pig's flesh and the abomination and mice, shall come to an end altogether, declares the Lord. For I know their works and their thoughts, and the time is coming to gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and shall see my glory, and I will set a sign among them, and from them I will send survivors to the nations, to Tarshish, Pul, and Lud, who draws the bow, to Tubal and to Javan, to the coastlands far away, that have not heard my fame or seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the nations, and they shall bring all your brothers from the nations an offering to the Lord, on horses and in chariots, and in leaders, and on mules, and on dromedaries, to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord, just as the Israelites bring their grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord. And some of them also I will take for priests and for Levites, says the Lord. For as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain, from new moon to new moon, and from Sabbath to Sabbath. All flesh shall come to the worship before me, declares the Lord, and they shall go out and look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me, 
for their worm shall not die, their fire shall not be quenched, and they shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.